Hey, Justin, welcome to the show. Super excited to have been a guest on your amazing podcast. And now you're coming back to return the favor on mine. Justin, tell everybody who you are, what you do and how you help the real estate community. I love it. Thank you, Chelsea. Yeah, it was so fun having you on on, on my show. And uh, it's fun to be on yours. Like, like you said, you know, um, so my story, again, Justin Stoddart, um, I, I'm a CEO of a company called Think Bigger Real Estate, which is a coaching and consulting company for the real estate industry. Now we coach specifically real estate agents and title professionals. Uh, so outside of that, I'm father of six kiddos and uh, stayed super busy doing all that fun stuff. That's awesome. So how did you get into what you're doing now? Were you uh, in the real estate field before? Tell us a little bit about your backstory so people can understand how you've ended up where you're at. And then I know you've got some really great tips on how to create a fantastic referral-based business and to connect with your community. So we'll get into that as well. I love it. So my background as I was a uh, a home flipper um, in the early 2000s. Uh, at that point, I was kind of partway through college, decided to go back and finish college, uh, aimed my my uh, studies towards construction management, not because I loved construction, but because I loved business and it happened to be a great industry at the time. So I got really kind of immersed in the real estate industry at that point, built high-end custom homes for about a decade. And um, wow. as I um, did that, my my eyes really open to, to a number of different things um, that I'll, I'll share probably with the next question here. Uh, but uh, after that, when 2009, half 2008, 2009, uh, I had kind of a gut check moment of like, how much do I love building homes? Because if this is my thing, then I'll hunker down and, and, and do what it takes and grind through for the next five years and make it happen. Uh, but inside, I, I really wasn't a home builder, right? That's the business that I had chosen. That's the industry that I'd chosen. But really what I was at the very core um, was not a land developer, but a people developer. Like I love developing people. Um, and I wasn't really a home builder. I was more a business builder. I love building businesses. And those two oftentimes go very, very closely together. So really sought out to see how I could do that. Um, was recruited into uh, an executive role within a title company. Uh, did that for um, a number of years and learned really looking back, my stepmom and dad and, and dad were real estate agents. I realized how much opportunity there was to, to add kind of a unique value to that industry, things that I had learned from my building business that had helped me to build uh, a more of a scalable referral business than one that's just reliant upon your sphere. Uh, and so those principles I began to apply from the title role and then realized like this, like I really need to serve a bigger audience than just the real estate agents in my, you know, in our area. Uh, so then uh, split out to, to create my company now, which serves Again, real estate agents and title professionals around the country. So awesome. I didn't know that you were making custom homes. I know we had talked about that. I actually started my real estate career in, I want to say it was 2000 in new homes. So I spent a okay. lot of time yeah. in the builder world. Um, yeah. And before I went into residential. And, you know, funny how it happened that 2008 was also my year <laughs> where I was like, hmm. Weird. Am I going to keep doing this? So that was definitely an interesting year uh, for for real estate as well. Okay, so let's talk about your passion, which is, as you mentioned, developing people, creating relationships. You know that I'm passionate about being human, being authentic and creating relationships, not hustle and hacks. We're all about humanity. So, um, you know, you've, you know, maybe written a little bit about this topic. So tell us about what is your passion and and let's dive into it. Okay, I love it. Thank you for that. So, in fact, funny you mentioned this. I was I just came from a presentation. Uh, there was an offsite 
sales training for a group of title professionals and they invited me to come, come speak at it. So I just wrapped it up and um, here's, here's part two of my day, which is super fun too. Uh, but in there, I was sharing with them that this morning early, I have a workout partner and uh, he and I are both fighting middle age, like everybody, right? And uh, I was, we were doing pull-ups and instead of like a pull-up bar, he has one of those little grips that's like for mountain climbers, yeah, right? Where it's like, it kind of feels like you're on a rock, right? And I'm doing kind of like leg lifts on this thing. And I thought to myself, like, I have the most white collar hands ever like this, that like my torso is okay, but my hands are killing me. And um, I admitted that to my friend, right? And he was kind of laughing at me. He's a dentist. So he probably gets it maybe a little less than me. But um, anyway, I, I had this, this thought flash through my mind. And I think the name of the movie is called Free Solo. Oh yeah. my gosh, that movie was so stressful, so good and so stressful. Like I'm oh getting stressed just thinking about it. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking when you mentioned that. And then I was like, oh wait, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that show. I could not take my eyes off the show. Oh, I'm like- So stressful, I'm, so good. I'm, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't die and they still make a documentary about it, but how is he going to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I thought about here I am holding on to these little grips. My feet are a good, probably foot and a half off the ground. Super scary this morning, right? <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. And, and I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, like, how would it be to be on the edge of a cliff and your hands start to get sore? Like you don't have the option to just let go and restart, like game over, right? And um, I thought, you know what? I'm sure at some point his hands probably felt like mine did, but how amazing that he was able to develop himself into somebody that could take, what was it, four hours or something crazy? Oh, like hours. Scaling yeah. this sheer rock wall right. with everything at stake, everything at stake, um, and be able to do that. And I thought, how amazing is it that, that we as humans can actually develop ourselves, become actually somebody different, not just in who we think we are through through kind of good self-talk. I think it's, some of it starts with that, but to actually to the outside world, be able to do amazing things. Now, Thankfully, I don't coach people to climb rocks, um, <laughs> but I do help people to, to develop, to, to take on a different identity, right? To, to recognize what is ideally 10 year out from now, Justin thinking, how's he living? What's he doing? And rather than casually waiting for that to happen, what if you were to zoom forward to that day and say, what decision would 10 year Justin be making about this? And then begin to change the way that I'm making decisions today based on the life that I know I want to live in the future. And helping people to have that that developmental shift about how they see themselves and why they're making the decisions they are. And are is that grounded? Is that actually who you want to be? Is you you're just kind of waiting in line for your chance at life? Or can you actually can you actually condense timelines mm. and actually become and live the person that you want to become and live sooner? And um, to me that journey is just fascinating both in myself as well as is absolutely thrilling to watch it happen and unfold in other people. Um, so, and, and, and I've noticed when that happens, that oftentimes unlocks all kinds of things in business, mm-hmm. right? Is it mm-hmm. stuff starts that was difficult or impossible or challenging all of a sudden starts to get a lot easier because the new identity has emerged, right? This transformed person has emerged. So that, that is my passion is helping people to, to go through that process. And then I've got a unique model that I uncovered as a home builder, that helps to expedite that in real tactical ways. That's so interesting that I, I love that you're drawing from a completely unrelated, truly unrelated. You're talking about like mindset and thinking bigger and and you're drawing it and saying, well, I have this really unique 
system that I, I, you know, brought in from almost a whole nother completely different world. And I love that. And that's so poignant, I think, too, because people that are listening may be very new in their journey and may feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have a lot of experience in real estate. And that's okay because you have experience in something else that you can draw on. So um, share with us a, a little bit of that strategy um, and and how you're helping really elevate and change those mindsets that impact business. Because of course, your goal is to generate more more business, but not not only that, more meaning in your life as well and reach those goals in a faster amount of time. So um, how would you how would you help someone to start thinking about, well, I mean, by the time this comes out, we'll probably be right at the beginning of 2023. So it's perfect time always yeah. to be thinking about, you know, what we're looking at for the next 90 days and for the next year. So where would we start if we were wanting to think bigger and we were wanting to um, develop a business that we loved? Yeah, I love it. And, and that's, I love how you position it that way because, there's a lot of ways to grow a business. There just are. And I think oftentimes we're like, oh my goodness, it's on YouTube. Oh my goodness, it's on this, it's on this. And the reality is to some degree, they all work. Some work faster, right? No doubt. But if you really commit yourself to a model, eventually that model will work. Assuming it's not antiquated and totally like a bad model, right? But there's so many good models. And I think at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves like, what is it that I'm willing to do that I will joyfully get up and be like, this is my life. I get to do this instead of like, oh crap, I gotta, I gotta hit the phones all day. Ah, right. And maybe that's your thing. So again, no, no, um, you know, don't mean to offend anybody that actually loves to be on the phones all day, but for many people, that's not it, right? They'd love to be more relational than transactional. They'd love to be uh, more strategic than, than, um, solicitor like, right? So that was me is very, like very relational and also, uh, very strategic. And so going back about 20 years ago, actually, I was again, a home builder and I had learned from a really great builder. He taught me how to build a good home, had a great, uh, um, supplier subcontractor list, really felt confident in developing a great finished product. And in the process of doing that, I realized that my goals weren't aligned with the gentleman who had mentored me. He was off on land development stuff. So I left to start my own company. And I realized at that point of like, okay, I can, I have a, I believe I have a superior product, not just in the, in the home, but in the actual uh, process for the client, right? Most people get to the end of the project and it's like, our home's good, but man, our builder, we never really want to talk to him again, like over budget, like, like there's just kind of the stigma, right? Especially when high owned, high end custom homes, when the clients themselves right. can be tricky, right? Cause they're changing mm -hmm. stuff all the time. Um, and so what I realized is that, okay, I believe I can get people not just to a superior product, but a superior experience. Yet, I don't have a, a voice in this industry yet. Nobody knows who I am. And I realized that it was almost as if uh, I was, I had a fishing pole. I had superior bait on the line that could actually pull fish out of the water. But you had all these other builders along the shoreline who were kind of guarding their spots, right? They had their own kind of monopoly, if you will, whether it be through just their reputation around town, whether it be like they were just well known. And it was difficult even getting my line in the water. And I thought, you know what? I can kind of like play for the scraps down here being a common builder. It's just going to take a long time. It's like uh, the scene, like to play the seniority game of eventually I've got enough. Like, how do I get ahead faster? And I think probably in this market, a lot of real estate agents, even title professionals are asking that question of how do I get ahead faster and do it in a way in a business that's, that's like me aligned with my DNA that I love. I actually love to get up and do it every day. Like, how do I do that? And that was the big question that was running through my head of like, how do I provide for my family in a way that I don't hate my life every day, you know? 
or have to wait and be, be, you know, poor, you know, for the next 10, 15 years until I finally got my chance. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that most people play down in kind of the crowded waters, right? Like they're down fishing. There's lots of lines in the water and they're all kind of maneuvering on price and, and, and timing and all this stuff. And it's like, what if I were to just take my pole and walk up the banks of the stream a little bit, get up ahead of everybody else. And I uncovered that in the building industry, there was a professional that was situated along that shoreline that was not a competitor. He was not a builder. He was an architect. And that architect, all of his clients had the potential to be my next client. And now I wasn't the first person that thought of this, right? Most builders went in and solicited business from a, from a builder. And that was the problem. They were soliciting business. And I made that same attempt and went in and found myself at the back of the line again. But I realized like, what if, what if I could add such value to his business that he would prefer me? So my first attempt was awful. It was, I was very much a solicitor walked in and like, Hey, this is, this is, uh, this is my business card and my, and I'm never too busy for your referrals. Like all the things that we're supposed to say. Right. And he was like, okay, thanks. I like you interrupted me. He didn't say that, but I could feel it in his eyes. Right. Like you interrupted me. Thank you. But no, thank you. I realized I was not there to benefit him. I was there to benefit me. Right. I think people feel that. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my next attempt was with another architect and rather than just showing up unannounced as a solicitor, interrupting them, hoping that they would give me a chance. I realized, what if I could be strategically introduced to that architectural designer in a way where he was excited to meet me, where I drafted the intro to where he could see like, huh, this isn't the typical builder. And then in that meeting, rather than pitching myself, I was more interviewing him to see if he'd be a good fit for my clients and looking for ways to add value to his business. And then the next day following up to say, I have somebody I want you to meet. And I have an idea for you and really becoming a part of his business to where all of a sudden, rather than him over time, wanting to give me a referral because I've just shown up enough and I've done, you know, took him to golf, like took him golfing and took him to lunch to where he's like, okay, I, I, I should give this, this guy a shot. Like he's been working hard. Like that works, but it's super slow. What I realize is if you can actually find out who are the people that you want to be in business with and, or who are the people that that can open the floodgates of people you want to be in business with and you step into their life as a peer or even as a mentor and, and, or leader, like where you're really valuable to them. And then eventually to their clients, you won't have to count on them being altruistic and wanting to give back to you to support you. They'll do it for selfish reasons. And when it's for selfish reasons, it happens really consistently and it happens really frequently. And so I began to unlock that model of how do I, how do I get, integrated into his client experience that makes him better, his clients better off. And me gets access to the clients before my competition ever knows that those clients exist. So that became the upstream model, which I authored a book on. And I then began to teach that to real estate agents and realizing that many of them fish in the same crowded waters, title professionals, same thing, fish in the same crowded water, stopping by offices, being common, right? It's just being common. It's not that you're bad, you're just common and you're a dime a dozen. And so people can choose and choose on price and things that we don't necessarily love them to choose us on. And so what I, what I did is I took that model and I, and I now teach real estate agents how to go find their upstream partner, their architect, if you will, right? And in this market where all of them are looking for motivated buyers and sellers, there's all kinds of professionals that are dealing with people that have to buy, have to sell. 
Think about anybody that's going through a life transition. Maybe somebody passed away. Maybe there was a divorce. Maybe there was a new baby. Maybe a relocation, right? Maybe uh, you know, downsizing into a retirement community. There's there's all these groups of people that will be moving in the next year or two years, regardless of what happens with interest rates. They just don't have the luxury or they're less impacted by rates and this and that. It's like, no, we have to move. We're moving, right? So rather than spending your time trying to find them like a needle in a haystack, it's go find the professionals who deal with those people all day, every day. Go find the architect, right? And then instead of showing up as a solicitor saying, oh, hey, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals, uh, which isn't a bad line when it's your friends and family who love you and you don't want them to forget. But when it's a professional who doesn't know you, you there saying that is not helpful to them, right? They're looking for value to their business. So the model is instead of showing up to, to get, it's really showing up as a peer and showing up as a mentor leader, finding out how you can add value to their business and then to their client experience so that you get integrated into all of their client conversations. Therefore, the referral flow gets very consistent and frequent. So that model you, I think is one that people ought to look you at. You said this phrase a few times and I and I, anytime somebody says something more than twice, I, I'm always like, okay, this is something important. And so I wrote <laughs> down client experience and getting yeah. integrated in that client experience. And so for those who are listening who are like, oh my gosh, this is definitely something that I want to be doing for this next year. And, you know, at least exploring what that looks like and finding, you know, their architect. What are some ways that a real estate professional could be able to really add value? Because, you know, it's it's a little nerve wracking when you're thinking, oh my gosh, okay, so I'm going to go out to this person. I'm going to find this person. And you have to think in terms of, well, what do I have to provide? How can I help them? How can I lead with a giving hand immediately from the first time that I connect with that person? Yeah. So if you could dive in a little bit around that, I think that'd be super helpful for people to have this crystal clear vision of, oh, these are, yes, I could do that. <laughs> so I'm going to give a, a vague answer, but I don't mean to be vague. It's going to be specifically yes. vague. And here's what I mean by that is that what most people want is, well, what's the right thing for that person, right? And the common agent will go and they'll do the same one size fits all for every divorce attorney, for every, right? And it's like that at some point your competition will figure that out and they'll go do the same things. What sets both real estate professionals apart, title professionals apart is this identity shift of going from being a common rep or a common agent to being a consultative, an upstream consultative professional. Because what they're able to do then is to step into those meetings and have a simple framework that allows them to uncover where that professional is at, where they're going, the path to get there, and what needs they have. So it may be slightly different for everybody that you meet with, but there is a process by which you could extract that from somebody. And there is a process that's that's duplicatable by everybody to deliver value to what those needs are without having to have a massive network or a massive knowledge base. Like there's just a system that you follow to go from common to consultative. And people want consultants, right? People pay money for consultants. They don't pay money for common, right? In fact, they try and bring the price down. So here's an example, because I know, I know that's what people are going to want to like, like, but what's an example of that? Okay. So here's one example. Is it, uh, in fact, I just had um, one of our private coaching clients just message me last night. She said, Hey, Justin, I'm going to meet with our second divorce. No, she said third, third divorce attorney. And um, she said the previous one, like she sent me the screenshot. 
like a week after she met them. And he said, hey, um, in fact, it was a screenshot from one of a referral from this divorce attorney. He said, hey, Jennifer, um, our attorney said that we should contact you. We're looking to have a CMA done on our home. Is that something you or your office can take care of for us, right? So here's a client who probably is going through a difficult time, right? Uh, Sounds like it. Um, And they're looking to get some help. Now, they might have a real estate agent who who they love, but maybe they don't want to tell them the fact that they're getting divorced, right? Or maybe the fact that like they have an agent who his every year swings by with bottles of ketchup on the 4th of July and they're super nice and friendly, but this person just got introduced by your divorce attorney. Like, let's at least talk to this person because that's who our attorney recommended, right? That we should get a home valuation from. Now, people might say like, oh, home valuation, that's it. That's what a common agent would think. It's like, oh, that's the thing. Let's go give home value, like equity analysis to everybody. Like maybe, right? But maybe not. Uh, that is how it showed up for this particular agent as she sat down and as a consultant uncovered the fact of what are the sticking points in their business, number one, and what are the sticking, uh, the sticking points in their client experience. And then she uncovered ways to say, oh, I think I can help with that. Remember, she's there to give, not to get. And so very quickly, right, she's now integrated into that attorney's conversation. Anytime there's property to sell, hey, I have somebody who can help you with this, right? Now she was going to meet with her third. You can imagine the kind of referral flow that's going to be really independent of what's happening in the market. Like these people need to sell, right? Um, so so that's maybe one example, but without without um, people thinking that that's, that's the one size fits all because it's it's not but that's what she uncovered and that's how it was showing up for, for her to be able to, to really stand out and become integrated into that ex- experience. Yeah. The, the words integration, um, mm-hmm. consult, consultation, consultative. Yeah. It's it really kind of lends itself more to a partnership, uh, which, you know, I, I think people are, are, who are really, um, focused on, on providing that level of value. And that's another thing too, that trips people up is this, you know, confusion and also possibly nervousness around, you know, can I provide value? Value can be a very big intimidating word. And am I providing value? And some people may not even think that helping somebody figure out what those pain points are, or you are in a situation where you might need to figure out what equity, if any, is in your home. And so I think encouraging them to, uh, for certain, have those questions and also be prepared, I would say, as you know, you and I are podcasters, so we appreciate when people have done a bit of homework and have thought about, okay, well, what are the people that are in this particular, you know, if I'm an architect and I have clients that want to build a beautiful home, what are some of the challenges or questions that they might be asking? What are some of the phases that they might be going through? And being prepared for that is probably going to be a helpful tool when you're having those partnership meetings to consult and and sort of have an idea of where those pain points and where you could integrate into those different, those different facets. I love it. Yeah, it's true. There's when you show up, it's almost like a doctor comes out of his office and there's a whole waiting room of people with all kinds of different ailments. And he says, okay, I've, I've got something for everybody. And he prescribes the same thing to everybody. Like, that sounds crazy. Like number one, like talk about like all kinds of legal issues with that. Right. But, but secondly, like that would not serve most people at all. And unfortunately we, the common rep, the common agent, 
tends to say, ah, that's, that's the thing, right? And they go do the thing and along with everybody else that does the thing. And it's like, if you can just start to think differently and, and step in again, in, in this different, this different shifted identity of I'm a consultant and I don't, I don't prescribe, I diagnose, and then I come back and prescribe. And when we could do that, we become very effective at helping people, the people who can really help us in a big way, get from where they're at to where they want to go faster. And when they see that, that we can help them get there faster and easier, then all of a sudden they want to integrate us in, right? It's not this, we've got to like beat them down over time and stop by every day, like, and, and, and jam on email and phone. Like it just becomes natural. It's like, it's like when I remember um, I dated um, a lot of um, young ladies when I was in college and um, looking for the right spouse. Like I'm a family guy. I wanted, I wanted, you know, at the age of 24, my wife and I got married. And I remember like some girls, you just go on a date. It's like, this isn't going to work. Right. And then when my wife and I met, like we were just friends for like almost a year. And I was just like, maybe we should date. And she was like taller than me, which is awesome for my kids sake. Um, not great for pictures, but I've learned how to be on the uphill side of every piece of uh, dirt that we're standing on. Anyway, I, <laughs> I digress. But my point with that is like, when you can just make it really easy, right? Where it's just simple for them, it's simple for you, you're simply adding value in an area that they already want the value. Like that's the way it it felt when I dated my wife. I was like, this is so natural. Like, it's just so easy, right? And um, I think that's what we should be trying to do for the other side instead of like, I'm just, I just gotta, I gotta jam them, I gotta jam them, I gotta jam them. Not, like, that's not fun for you or them. And the reality is you'll probably not do that forever. And if you do, by all means, it will work at some point. But again, going back to having a business and a life that you love, find somebody who can help you, identify what their needs are and the needs of their clients and deliver it in a really simple, easy way for them. And when you do that, it's it's amazing. It's kind of like, a, like a, a courtship that turns into a marriage. It's going to last forever and ever. It's like, it's just, it's it's good. We just add value and it's it's easy, right? That was a really nice way to wrap up everything that you were just talking about. I thought that was perfect and it was completely unplanned. Um, you mentioned your book, Upstream, the Upstream model. So tell us where we can find your book and your podcast and where we should connect with you on your favorite social media platform. We would love to do all of those things. Oh, I appreciate it, Chelsea, very much. So here's the name of the book, The Upstream Model. Um, I will say this, that uh, when I wrote the book... I did not realize some of the comments that would come after the fact of like, Justin, you realize this book is so pertinent to this market. And I'm like, well, I'd love to say I, I knew this market <laughs> was coming. And I'm kind of like, I just kind of lucked out on that. It's like, no, this is, this is really timely. Um, so people can get it on, on Amazon. Um, you can also get it uh, at a discounted price in which I'll also give you some of the free resources to help apply it. And uh, that's just on my website, which is think bigger, R E like think bigger, real estate, think bigger, R E dot com forward slash book. Uh, and I'll send it to you there. I'll even sign it. Um, and, uh, oh, awesome. We love that. Cool. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, so awesome. Then, and then what's your favorite social media platform that you spend the most time on where people, if they want to reach out, send you a yeah. direct message, follow you. I think probably Facebook. Okay. Um, Facebook or Instagram really, I, I kind of use those almost synonymously. Um, so either one of those, you can just find me, just search my name, Justin Stoddart and, uh, and, and you'll see me, the guy with the 
big family that's better looking than he is. So, so that's, that's well, me. We'll put all those links in the show notes as well. So loved your story of, uh, your going from developing homes to developing real estate humans. I love that. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's somewhere in the title in this. So thank you so much for chatting uh, with us about mindset and how we can add another connection and value point and partnership as we integrate into that client experience with Partners for 2023. So thank you so much for coming on. It was excellent. So fun to have you. And for everybody that's listening, definitely check out those show notes, connect with Justin, maybe go grab that book. And I would recommend going to the website to get all of those downloads that go with it. So thanks again, Justin. We appreciate it. Thanks, Chelsea. Such a pleasure. 